everybody, y'all, and welcome to Liberty Libations. There's the sound of us getting started. What is everyone drinking tonight before we do the introduction? Zane, what do you got? Well, uh, last week went so well that I decided to upgrade to my actual bourbon. So I've got a bourbon and Coke here. There Ooh, we go. All right. There it is. All right, Alden, what you drinking? I've got uh, Buffalo Trace and a Coors Light. Love it. Steven? Uh, I've got a Pilsner this time. Six points. Pilsner. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, I've got going IPAs. You're going IPAs. Got it. Well, I got McAllen. Um, cheers, everybody. Nice. Cheers. cheers. All right. Oh, I've been well, for that this week. We are halfway through November, which means we're about what is it? Eight weeks, nine weeks away from the Libertarian Convention, Libertarian Party of Georgia Convention in January. Um, if anything, we do or say. Or uh, conspirize? Is that a word? <laughs> Conspire. Conspire. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, we're not. We're not conspiring. We're talking about uh, conspiracies. So, what would that be? We're conspirizing. Conspirizing. I like. I like conspirizing. Okay. If anything we say tonight intrigues you, or you want to learn more about the Libertarian Party of Georgia. Go to lpgeorgia.com. We have Mr. Zach Barnell on the screen now, too. What's going on, dude? Not much. <laughs> Welcome to I've the got show. A white claw. <laughs> there. Yeah. There we go. Perfect. Um, yeah, head on over to lpgeorgia.com. Let's add that to the screen. Um, you can learn about what we're doing around Georgia to spread liberty. You can learn about uh, where the affiliates are, where your local affiliate is, how to join the party, how to best to best to spread liberty in your immediate area uh, if you have any questions you can reach out to anybody on the screen right now except for alden don't ever reach out to alden um <laughs> i'll find yeah. it in like a year yeah there we go you but if you go... want to conspiracy arise you can reach out to me yeah. <laughs> perfect that's exactly right um you can email us at uh, podcast.lpgeorgia.com um info at lpgeorgia.com i believe you can also uh message us on twitter at lpgeorgia the ticket price for the convention is $75 at this moment until December 6th, and it jumps up to $85. Um, our speakers for the year for this convention are Spike Cohen, Shane Hazel, Sarah Higdon, Adam Nutter, Edgar Mills. We've got the Tower Gang pod, and we've got a six-way presidential debate of all the Libertarian candidates who are vying for that presidential nomination. Um, yeah, anybody else got it? Any news or anything that they know is coming to convention before we move on to the next thing? Well, I don't know if we've sufficiently hyped the debate yet because I think that's what I'm most excited about because Brad Binkley is going to be the moderator uh, from the Propaganda Report. Used to be on you know, WSB with Monica Perez. Yes. And uh, he has promised to make it fun and... Crap, what was the other word? <laughs> Flirty. Fun and fun. It was experimental. That's it. Fun and oh, experimental. Wow. Conspiracy. So there's probably going to be some of that. I but love it. Brad Binkley. I have no idea what man. to expect. So I'm um, that's cool. Most excited about that. So we're going to figure out who would win in a Jello wrestling match, right? I think that's I think that's how they do a tiebreaker at the end. <laughs> um, if if there's a tie, there's a Jello pit right next to the stage. Well, that's exciting because <laughs> I love uh, Brad Binkley. He's been on the show a couple times. He's coming on the show early January to help uh, spread the news, spread awareness about the uh, convention. So um, any 
who all who all's our nominations or our candidates? Zach, do we know? Let's see. Mike Termott, okay. um, Joshua Smith, Chase Oliver, uh, Michael Rechtenwald, Lars mm-hmm. Mapstead. Okay. And there's and Jacob Hornberger. There so oh, that's Hornberger's it. in? I forgot, yep. I, I forgot okay. Hornberger's in. Is that bad? Yeah, he's our <laughs> he's our first sponsor. Interesting. So. All right. Well, Jacob Hornberger, welcome. Um, yeah, I think we've hyped the convention enough. We'll have 10 more times to hype it before before convention actually starts. So <laughs> let's get into our first story. Um, so, y'all, this past week, <clears throat> Antifa came to town um, and decided to wreck some private property. There you go. Uh, the cop blockers. The cop blockers. <laughs> Because um, it, it went from stop cop city to block cop city. And, did it really? It went oh, to yes. block cop city. Yeah, those are the signs now. That's how you know it's the commies because they're trying to block it. So I will call them the cop blockers. Okay. Well, for those who don't know, cop city is this giant training ground that's being built in southeast Atlanta, and basically, it. I mean, I personally am very much against it. I am definitely not for the violence and the burning of uh, concrete trucks to stop it from happening. However, um, it is intended to be a training ground to have a more militarized police, which is not what you want in the United States of America. Um, Or anywhere. The training ground for the militarized police is in the street in front of the training ground. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. They're, they're really giving them some uh, some good practice before before, the, before it opens. That is so funny. Sorry, got a text. That's my bad. Um, so yeah, the other night uh, on Wednesday, uh, Antifa militants claimed responsibility for torching c- the concrete company trucks to prevent construction of a police training facility near Atlanta. Um, the act of violence, the acts of violence are part of the ongoing protest known as Stop Cop City, which apparently is Block Cop City, which has resulted in the criminal indictment of 61 Antifa militants on RICO charges and dozens more on domestic terrorism charges. So it's really hard, I think, for libertarians to walk this line right now, uh, because while we don't want the militarization of police, we definitely don't want any of these dum-dums to uh, get charged with domestic terrorism either. Um, so it's, it's a really weird line to walk. What are y'all, what are y'all's thoughts? Well, just, uh, you know, just walk on the sidewalk while this is going on and reimburse one of your friends for lunch or glue and see what happens. <laughs> It'd be interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Grumpy <laughs> asks, uh, why private property? That's a, that's a great question. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to bring that up. Probably too. can't tell a difference between private property and state <laughs> property, property because they're not um, extremely consistent, such as we are are all here. But the thing about you know, you the thing about violent tactics is that they just don't work. Like setting aside the morality of it, which which is a whole other can of worms. If the if you're protesting the construction of a cop training facility in a way that would cause a normal person 
to believe that a cop training facility is necessary in order to stop the violent protests. That is yeah. not a good idea. <laughs> we don't want violence. There you go. And, and whatever happened to the old, you know, if, it, if it's really about the environment, you know, because that's, that's, that's the primary argument that's gained the most traction thus far is yeah. they don't want the deforestation. Right. They don't want the pollution of the Creek nearby, uh, you know, from all the, all the grading work, all the earth moving, which I'll circle back to that. But you know, the, the old tactic is, you know, chain yourself to the tree. You know, they can't knock down the tree without hurting you. So therefore they go. can't do it. And, and then you're really in the way. Why do you have to hurt all these other people's property? And then not only that, but why do you have to give the police the exact reason they need to militarize? Yeah. Go. That's what Zane seems to be kind of echoing as well. Yeah. 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 I mean, the mixed message of, Oh, go ahead, Jake. No, no, go, go for it. Mixed it's message. just it, the, like, saying you don't want this because you don't want militarized police because you don't want more violent police and then taking violent measures to oppose it is the, just oxymoronic. And like you said, just like it's only fanning the flames and giving more cause or more reason, more ammunition, you know, for them to say, this is, this is why we have this. It's well, oh. and I found an old article uh, earlier in the week because I've, I've been saying from the get go that the clean water act, you know, environmental protection regulations, uh, is going to be what unravels this whole thing. You know, that it, if this really is going to be peeled back, it's not going to be under the guise that we don't need more police or mm. the police don't need more funding or they don't need more training. That's not going to gain traction, especially with government people, because mm. the government is their religion. Bureaucracy is their religion. It is their job. You know, so normally if you're running a business, you have to run it efficiently. You know, mm -hmm. if you can get more work done with fewer people and less money, pat on the back, you're successful, you get to reap the benefits. Whereas if you're a government or a bureaucrat, you know, government employee, it's your job to grow the size and scope of your company, whether or not you're actually worth it. And if you lose money, that's actually okay, because then you can justify asking for a larger budget. So they must have known early on that the Clean Water Act would be the one thing that could unravel this whole thing. Uh, so the USGS, the United States, uh, what is it, a geodetic service, uh, they had a, a sediment monitoring device about five, 600 feet away from the site that was in that creek. And then once they actually started the earth moving work, they removed this thing back in May. They have not been measuring sedimentation levels in that creek. They're not even complying with the Clean Water Act mm. because they know it would undo them. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> there's no way, by the way, this is why the private sector has been choked out. There's no way you can comply with all the regulations. And the government knows this better than anybody. Mm. Geological survey. Thank you. There you go. Uh, <clears throat> but Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I, government knows better than anybody. There's no way to comply with all their own red tape. So they have to remove the mechanisms to. And they know it's better to make the case of the oops we should have had a device rather than here's the data of like you're in right. violation of the rule or whatever like right yeah and and, and they always do it so silently so quietly not telling like no one's ever going to know it's always something that just slips be, be, between the cracks that no yeah. one will ever pay attention to right oh man uh Zach, let's watch. Uh, let's watch this video that Andy No posted. Uh, for those who don't know Andy No, you should go follow him on on Twitter. He's phenomenal. Well, he's a good reporter. He doesn't have great ideas most of the time, but he's a good reporter. Bolts <laughs> being deployed in the crowd. We saw makeshift weapons being brought forth, bolt cutters. We saw individuals putting on gas masks. 
We saw individuals donning plastic coverings uh, across their body. COVID. We saw individuals doing things that we knew were indicative of professional protesters and anarchists that they do prior to encountering police okay. efforts to just pause it right there. Don't, why, are dragging, on, why are they dragging? Why are they dragging anarchists into this? That is mm -hmm. so frustrating. Yeah. Um, we need a new name. These because... mask people are just afraid of COVID. <laughs> Seriously, though, yeah. like two years ago, this all of that would have been acceptable. Minus maybe the bolt cutters. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's but, so when you say anarchists, especially in libertarian circles, you have to differentiate between suit and tie or blue hair. Yeah. Uh, and even then there's gray area, you yeah. know. And I, I always argue that anarchy and chaos are completely mistaken for each other. Like, like chaotic agents are not anarchists. Like it just like if you're if you're an anarchist and you're committing violence against somebody, you're not a you're not a freaking anarchist. Like you're just a douchebag who hurts people. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's a very important difference between the idea of governance in general and the state. All it means to be an anarchist is that the state as an institution is illegitimate. It does not mean that we re reject all forms of gov governance. Like throughout history, there's all sorts of kinds of governance structures, like, you know, the family, the church, uh, the company, if you want to think of, you know, the employment relationship in that sort of way. Mm -hmm. So there, uh, you know, and that's not even to get into the, the concept of how, you know, private law enforcement competing judges who issue opinions um, that can all happen without the state and you know the the boomer con take of oh well you don't like the cops that means you're an anarchist and you want to you know go spray paint everywhere and you know <laughs> cut down fences with bolt cutters and throw molotov cocktails <clears throat> that really completely misses the rich tradition of anarchist thought that has nothing to do with that yeah. The only thing I would do different if there weren't cops would just be drive a little faster. That's like the only thing I'd do different because, you know, as someone who, you know, aligns more with the true concept of anarchy is like I govern myself and like I yes. go by more like community sort of, you know, guidelines. And like if you get into a certain area of this, there are still consequences to actions. It just doesn't need the state to, you know, do them. And I don't necessarily also want to have like Wild West type you know, duels yep. in the street kind of thing to solve well, things necessarily. Maybe sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> if someone really doesn't. Consensual, yeah. Yeah. Grump, both parties says, agree. Yeah. Antifa says, or Grumpy Dome says Antifa cannot be anarchist. They are communists. 100%. So those agree. things, yeah, Absolutely. they fight each other. Yeah. I mean, the, the one of the funniest things is when people call themselves an ANCOM. Um, an <laughs> anarcho-communist. What is a complete oh, yeah. contradiction? And, and I'm terms. a Jewish Nazi. <laughs> Well, don't you know, Ben Shapiro is a Jewish Nazi. Like, yeah. I've, I've, I know a lot of Jewish Nazis these days. Dave Smith, Jewish Nazi. Robbie yeah, Bernstein, go. Jewish Nazi. He's <laughs> called a Zelensky. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, let's go to Jack Posobiec's uh, post just so we can see, people can see what these uh, riots were all about. Before you hit play, actually, um, Alden, you were talking about driving faster. Make sure yeah. we're releasing an episode this week. Our guest on Free Georgia Podcast couldn't make it on Monday, so we're releasing it tomorrow at noon. Um, make sure you tune in. 
um, because it affects every Georgian. Alden doesn't affect you so much, but it affects that driving that you were. I, I drive in Georgia a lot. So. Yeah, so it, it will affect you. Um, it's a super interesting episode. Uh, James Dutton came on, and he's a lawyer based out of Spalding County, and he is uh, taking a case all the way to the Supreme Court right now. And for the plate readers, uh, for the plate readers in school zones. Oh yeah, I told yep. you guys there was a class action. Yep, and he's the one. And so he he came on the podcast. We talked for about forty five minutes, and he just laid it all out. There, I mean, I was the details of it will astound you. Um, so just tune in tomorrow noon. Yeah. Um, the podcast will be out in audio form tomorrow morning, so you can listen to it then too as well if you want. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited for that one because like Elizabeth opened my eyes to all the plate readers around here, like. Mm. You know, with the Banish Big Brother project, she yeah. pointed it out on the Facebook group. And now I've realized that I'm surrounded by them. I can't go anywhere. I can't leave my house to go to the grocery store without going by a couple of them. Yeah. 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 I mean, the big, the craziest part of the ones that he talks about in this lawsuit is that they're owned by a private company that yes. is based in Georgia um, that reaps most, the majority of the profits from the Yeah, uh, Spalding County, I think it's, uh, don't quote me on this, it's like 60%. It's uh, 66%. This reminds go. me yeah, of the, the same. Yeah, only gets a third of that. Yep. This reminds me of the same, like, pattern, the same dichotomy as the, like, uh, you know, Patriot Act. And then it's like, oh, everyone needs to have these body scanners and, you know. Oh, yeah. And then no, it's there, like, there's oh, other correlations to it. There's other correlations to it, too. Uh, yeah. He talked about how, like, the, the name of the company that puts these in is, like, the Child Safety Protection Company or something like that. And it's yeah. It's like. Give me a break. Yeah, right. The wow. Save Our Children Company. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. He mentioned that in Spalding County, where, you know, they implemented this everywhere in Georgia, but in Spalding County, in the history of school zones, there hasn't been a child killed. There hasn't even been a child hurt in a school zone by a car. Yet they implemented this law. In, in the, the whole state? In, in his county. In the county. Okay. Yeah. I'd be curious to see if they ever stopped an Amber Alert with one of these things ever, anywhere. Interesting. That would, that's not still not a good use for it, but it, well, if, I, I get it. But, but that, that's, been the, that's been the narrative. If it saves one life, it's, yeah, it, right. if it saves one child, yeah. you know, but even and, then you could turn them on when there's an Amber alert rather than running them 24 <laughs> seven. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Let's, let's see what these uh, riot protesters idiots were doing um, on I guess Tuesday, maybe. Happened. Look at these. So the, the looks I mean, like militarized police right there. There you go. Yeah. This is what they're training for. This is what the, they want to build a life-size yep. model of, of like downtown to practice in. So as they keep moving, and then here back, comes the protesters. Look at this. <laughs> so the march is just moving. This the right police so are moving shields in now. This guy's narrating like an idiot. Yeah. Uh, there's now a, the, the march. What is he narrating for? I want to just like dub like over like a football if the, game. He's the play by play guy. A rubber bullet gun? <laughs> a rubber bullet gun? I mean, this is wild, dude. So I was. Well, and, and what the police are doing right here, too, this is this is ridiculous. Agreed. This is like, look, two cops could go around and flank that line. And like, there's probably two guys that are pushing that mostly. And you, and you take a stick and you ram it up in that guy's armpit and you just walk him off to the side and beat his ass. Also, and it's all over. What, 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 are they the, even what Antifa doing? is really doing here is just the brotherly shove. 
<laughs> I mean, the funny thing is, like, I so I have steered clear of this area for since this whole thing began because I didn't want anything to do with it. But the other night we had an event down at, at a film studio that's nearby, and the number of cops that are on this street just sitting there 24 7 is bananas. Um, they're there all the time. There's tons of them. Uh, they're decked out in gear like this and I, they're just not doing anything. They're just standing there for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. So I, I don't, this road goes to nowhere. It's just a long road through the woods. Like it, it's absurd. There we go. Anything's there happening go. here. There we go. Yeah. There's the, yeah. Gas. Well, yeah. no, the, the, the bean bags, the, the bean bags with the shot or the rubber bullets, with the shotgun. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Uh, you, you remember the Occupy Wall Street movement? Yep. Yeah. Oh man, I, I remember some some street video of, of some hematomas after that when the rubber bullets came out. Those things are no joke. Grumpy yeah. says Antifa was more organized than the police. It's very true. Antifa looked like uh, storming the castle in Lord of the Rings. That was like, just gonna say. They, <laughs> I was thinking of the I mean, same. Is, thing. is this the admin shift? Like, what? They're in full retreat after like ten seconds of moderate <laughs> resistance. That's so funny. I want, I want to know uh, what these press people are, who they are, like what they're doing, if they're any good, why they're there. Um, the weird thing about all the press people was if you go back to the beginning of the video where the Antifa guys had like their front with the banner in front of them and all of them behind them, all the reporters were in front of the banner in between the protesters and the police. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right there. It's about to get shoved and there's a cop yeah. right there. Yeah, it's so weird, man. Can you imagine, like, if you were like an, actually in a war and you just had a journalist in your face taking <laughs> pictures? Like, <laughs> Gee whiz. that's so dumb. Well, hey, hey Keisha Lance Bottoms, uh, you know, if you want to uh, really quell this riot, yeah. how about you leverage President Biden to give a pardon to a proud boy named Rufio Panman? Um, I'm pretty sure there's a pair of sunglasses that are still in orbit from one of these Antifa twerps. <laughs> That that one guy would take out that whole line. I promise. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. I'm wearing I, um, that, that Antifa move was reminding me a lot of the Georgia offense under Jim Cheney, where they run it right up the middle every play. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Hey, if you want proof, these Antifa guys went to Georgia Tech. They're running a triple option. There. <laughs> 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 What were you no, saying, when, Zach? During the summer of love, there was Antifa wearing press stuff a lot so that they, you know, felt like they were immune to getting arrested or getting beat by the cops or whatever because, you know, where they're wearing this shield of like, I'm press. Right. So before long, I guess the cops caught on to that. But it makes me wonder, you know, like how many actual journalists are getting caught up in that thanks to them, yeah. you know. I mean, you don't need anything to create press credentials like you all you need is that freaking uh, lanyard that like, you wear and a lanyard that you yeah. can print off the internet because yeah. you know how i know that because i did it so that i could get free baggage uh when i fly places <laughs> hey, go to granger go to granger get a safety vest and just carry a clipboard and just talk with authority and, and carry yeah. a ladder too yeah hey you can't be here you know and they, oh sorry oh this is presumably when you fly places like with camera gear, like for a documentary, not just like going anywhere. Like, what, what is that formation, Alton? What is that? The phalanx formation? Yeah, a versus... phalanx? I don't know. Yeah, the phalanx. That, that was uh, was that Greek or Hittites that 
pioneered that. I think it was like the Romans. I think of the, the uh, movie no. 300. That's what, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. That's kind, of, that's kind of what I thought it would have yeah. been. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So this is what the burning of it was the Gerald uh, Butler, yeah. Of the trucks looked or like. Gerard. Gerard Butler. Yeah. So this is what the burning of the trucks looked like. Um, there aren't many pictures of it. I searched and searched and searched and finally just had to create an AI thumbnail of our video for today because this was the only crap photo that I could find. Um, yeah. And I'm not even positive this is uh, from Atlanta, but this is what somebody We'll posted. go with it. We'll go with it. So I don't know, y'all. It's it's getting weird in Atlanta. Like like we said, like I, libertarians, I don't think, are a fan of Cop City going in. Um, no, but the the way it's being protested and what and the reasons for the protest from these people is just idiotic. And well, and, and here's something too: if this is truly for environmental concerns, what's to stop you from going along that creek, five hundred thousand feet from the site, and putting in your own sediment monitor? If it's about obviously not environmental, you don't set trucks on fire. If yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. That's what I was. Oh, let's yeah. melt the roads. <laughs> you know, jeez. Yeah, no, it, it's it's all stupid. Anybody else got anything left to say about this one? I mean, this is just the general pattern of how I feel about most things, where I'm opposed to the original thing, but then I'm opposed to how someone goes about it. Even though I'm opposed to the first one, I don't like how they go about it. And then I'm opposed to the reaction that that gets, and it's this escalation game. Yeah, and that's Does why I'm opposed. forfeiture apply to trust funds? Ooh, hmm. man. Hmm. If, Those are all words. If, they did, I don't if know. they did, Antifa would vanish. I promise. Yeah, but, but then the state would have that, and they would just use it. Well, to yeah, no, I'm not advocating them. that. I'm just saying, if it did, they would be gone. That's very true. Before yeah, we move you're, on, you're exactly right because, like, I don't like cop city. I don't like yeah. opposing cop city by lighting cement trucks on fire. Right. I don't like people getting charged with domestic terrorism for setting right. cement trucks on fire. Right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. There's three strikes right there that all oppose <laughs> each other. Like this is why libertarians are always right. Like all <laughs> all these dum dums are doing something wrong, and we're just sitting here like y'all. You're are, all wrong. Yeah. yeah. Just do what we say, and everything will be fine. They're even wrong about being right you know what i mean <laughs> you're, you're so, wrong in how you're right and God. and that's that's the the defining line right between a, an activist communist and a non-compliant anarchist is and a that nazi right jew the initiation of force you know there, there will be a a non-violent mass compliance when the true anarchists actually just sit down and say no more i think there was a movie about yeah. A Nazi Jew, actually, with um, Ryan Gosling called like there, the Believer. Well, I think there's a Blumhouse movie about an Amish assassin too. So, <laughs> <laughs> a Janus assassin that would be better. <laughs> Alden, what were you about to say before we move on? Oh, uh, I think it was Grumpy that had said something. I don't know if he meant it like as a joke or tongue in cheek or or not. But um, when he was talking about like the you know Antifa all being feds or whatever, I was mm. going to ask if we think that are are any. Yes, hundred uh, percent. Actually, I think it's actually been. I think it's actually been proven that there have been. I think J six is one of the times that it. Was I proven. assumed so even uh, before. Occupy Wall Street but... movement. Andrew Breitbart was blowing the lid off of that before he was heart attacked. Mm. Heart um, attacked. Yeah. 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 Notice that's, a, that's that a rough attack too. That's that's kind of kills you. It's, right. It's I, I use that as a verb attack. and not a noun. Just take notice of that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean they they were very well planted because. How did they get so organized? How do they get so plugged in? How do they get funding? How do they coordinate? How do they train like this? 
Yeah. And they probably uh, no, build organic following. Uh, back you know, back but... in my day, the commies just stayed in mom's basement on their keyboard. <laughs> Where well, yeah, they belong. Now they're, now they're more suitable because they set something on fire. Yep. Yep. So actually, well, this on is this super. Go I was ahead. just gonna say, there's a really old video of like the um, G6 or something in Toronto, and they grab some guy and pull him behind the police lines to arrest him, and he's on the ground, and him and the cops are wearing the exact same boots, <laughs> like <laughs> to a T. <tee. laughs> what are you about to say, Zane? So the thing about um, <clears throat> like a far left groups being infiltrated by feds is something that those groups know about like going all the way back to the 60s there was a you know a far left um group called the weather underground organization and they were yes. doing all sorts of violent stuff hmm. and you know they kept getting infiltrated by feds and that made them very irritated so that what they would do to make it as hard as possible to get infiltrated was that as a condition of membership, you had to go to these like 12 hour long struggle sessions where they would like commit psychological torture on each other for like days on end. With the point being the only way that you would possibly go through all of that is if you were a true believer. And if you and were fed, you would just get fed up and leave. And now and, enough, and, and Bill the, Ayers, the, their leader at the time, Bill Ayers, is a college professor. Oh, yeah, so, a big Obama supporter. <laughs> now we know the recipe for a cult. Right. Perfect. Yeah. See, the, yeah. the modern libertarian equivalent of this is our mm -hmm. two hour long executive committee meetings where we bicker over our policy manual. Yes, you're you're 100% correct. Um, I agree with you. If anybody can suffer through that, then they deserve to be in the Libertarian Party <laughs> for life. Yeah. Um, you know, it all depends on what your definition of is is. Okay. Now I'm really confused. <laughs> that was that was uh, Bill Clinton's argument during his perjury trials for my oh. oh, good God. That unraveled the whole thing. That's why none right. of it stuck, was because uh, no one could define is. It depends on your definition of sexual act. Yeah, yeah. That was, uh, that was, that was his Johnny Cochran moment. You know, if the glove don't fit, you must acquit. All right, y'all. <laughs> it's time. Here we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Libations Trivia. The categories for today are This Day in History, Random Questions Because Jake Was Tired, and Russian Writing. How did we uh, end up with the Russian Writing? Because uh, I did the third third one before the, the second round. Um, and well, the third you round blindfold yourself, and then you cough while you have the pen on the paper. There we go. That's exactly, that's exactly it. <laughs> Isn't that something people can major in in college, like Russian literature specifically? Oh, yeah. Big time. I think Bert Kreischer did. Uh, <laughs> that, that took now I get it. Oh, yeah, yeah. the machine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now um, all right. Alden is now climbing the leaderboard. He's coming after Zane. Um, Ooh. 12 to 5 to 4 to 3 to 2 to 1. Um, Zane still equals about what everybody else has total. So <laughs> I don't think there's any any chance that anybody's going to catch up to Zane soon. It'll take at least seven weeks for that to happen. But <laughs> Alden's climbing. All we right. Post a few episodes. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Question number one of round one. On this day in 1907, which territory became the 46th state in the United States? Alden. Oklahoma. Oklahoma is... Correct. Bang. Ice. Sorry. I nice. Yeah, exactly. The score. 
All right. Question number two. On this day in 1959, which play based on a highly successful World War II film premieres on Broadway? Zane. South Pacific. No. Zach. Sound of Music. Sound of Music is wow. correct. Nice. Hang on. I forgot. I didn't put the Zach The play on was here. based on the film? The play was based on the film. Okay. All right. Question number three. On this day in 1849, which legendary Russian author was sentenced to death? Zach. Dovtayevsky. It's the only Russian. Not how you pronounce okay, it. I was it. just going to oh say. Oh. <laughs> All right. I was it's just going to say. Russian I know. Who, who pronounces it better should win because we were all going to say the same name. So. All right. So <laughs> he kidding. was, he was uh, sentenced to death, but at the last minute, his execution was stayed. And he was on trial for allegedly being involved in anti-government activities. Anti-government activities? That's all they said? That's all it was. That's all they need to say, I guess. Uh, yeah. yeah. And it's pronounced Dostoevsky, just so everybody knows. I heard no difference. I, I heard a major difference. You, you sounded like a crazy person. <laughs> All right. Question number four. On this day in 2001, which film based on a series of books was released bearing a striking resemblance to Star Wars? Alden. Wait a minute. That just threw me off. But I was going to say Harry Potter. Harry Potter okay. is correct. I was like, the Star Wars thing <laughs> wow. threw me off. But Dude, if you, if you hear somebody just recite the plots to those two the first star wars movie and the first harry potter movie you're like oh my gosh like she just completely ripped off star it's, wars no, that's no. interesting every time people are like oh the plots of these two things are exactly the same i'm never really impressed by it because it's always people that's being incredibly vague about what the plot points are and no. it's like at, at the end of the day most stories are some variation of the hero's journey fed like fed fed that, fed fed Fed. Fed. <laughs> Zane, do you read uh, Joseph Campbell? No. Never mind. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Great segue. Yeah. Um, on this day in 2006, which Nobel Prize winning economist died at the age of 94? Alden. Milton Friedman. Milton Friedman is correct. How about that? All right. I was really tempted to say Jackie Chan, but I'm like, I actually have a guess. <laughs> so I didn't want to ruin my guess. I'm glad I didn't. On this day in 1973, the Trans-Alaska Pipeline Authorization Act was signed by Richard Nixon. How long was the completed pipeline? You each get one guess. Closest gets it. Steven. 2,400 miles. Okay. Zach. 5,280 miles. Okay, nice. Alden. Four thousand miles. Zane. Fifteen hundred miles. Zane wins by a mile. <laughs> <laughs> by Eight, many miles. Eight hundred miles is the correct answer. It goes See, from the far north of Alaska down to the far south of Alaska. I always just I I play if I'm going like third, I just play off of the numbers that I'm hearing. So like it doesn't even logic is out the window with it. I don't know. Price is right rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'm also going to point out that Alden put his hand up before you had even asked the question. I know, and I was going to say a much smaller number. <laughs> I, I didn't think Alden was going to guess uh, the number. I thought he was uh, trying to guess some other question that I wasn't actually asking because I hadn't <laughs> finished the question yet. Yeah. So I didn't didn't want to call on you. Um, on this day in 1776, which government became the first foreign government to recognize the United States of America? Zane. It's odd that this is a this day in history question again, because we definitely had this question already at some point in the past. But the answer is Morocco. You're incorrect. Um, so this was specifically worded this time. Um, it's different. Stephen. France. Incorrect. Uh. Zach. The Philippines. No. Alden. I've heard this somewhere, and it's a country I don't even know of enough to like recall this information so i i quit okay so it's not a country it was an independent we'll say city state at the time um and it zach was the closest with uh, an island nation and i will give you there are three possible answers because they're zach go uh i wanted to hear the rest of the hint but i'll go okay. singapore Incorrect. <laughs> also, Dang. not an island, right? <laughs> also, not think. around in 1776. <laughs> no things. All right. Steven. Ceylon? No. Are you going to finish the hint? Uh, I was just saying there, it, I, it's, there are three possible names for it um, based on exact locality and small region around it. It's the hardest question of the, probably this whole thing. <laughs> I mean... After Zane and Alden answer one more time, then I get to uh, give one more hint. I miss the days when we could just yell stuff out at a certain point. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm... Uh... You have five seconds to answer, Zane. I've got nothing. Alden? Is it... A group of islands or one island? I'm not. This isn't question and answer. Is time. it an archipelago or an island chain? Shut your mouth and answer. <laughs> Are you going to give up right now? It's Hawaii. I don't know. Incorrect. It was owned by the Netherlands. What? Stephen. The Bahamas. No. No one knows. I really hey. think it's a name I don't Curacao? know. Curacao. <laughs> no. And everybody... <laughs> <laughs> oh no! All right, I'm gonna have to give it. To, I'm gonna have to give y'all the answer. Yeah, yeah. That. See, yeah. What is that? Where is that? It's in the West Indies or oh. Lesser Antilles. Oh, I know the Lesser Antilles. I know yeah. the Lesser Antilles name. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Is that That's pronounced like Saint or Sint? I said Sint. Eustatius is what I said, but who the frick knows, man? That is a crazy name. Um, it's not it, it, it's not its own government anymore. It was owned by the Netherlands. It's it's part of the West Indies and all that. That's yeah. Here we go. Deep cuts. Next, next question. Question number eight. On this day in 1988, which country declared independence from the USSR? Zach. Estonia. Estonia. Oh wow, nice. Wow. <laughs> Zach, definitely the best guesser of the group. <laughs> Zach's coming. Which, in. By the way, I've, oh, I've been told that Estonia is the closest thing to 
a modern day constitutional republic as we were originally founded. Really? All right, let's yeah. pack our bags. Let's go. You can get an <laughs> e-citizenship, like a remote worker citizenship there. Just be a citizen without ever visiting. Wow. I'll go visit. I'll go visit. I'll, I'll earn my citizenship. Let's see. On this day in 1945, which branch of the United Nations was founded? Zane. The General Assembly. Incorrect. Zach. The March of Dimes. No. Steven. NATO. No. Alden. Oh, it's like a Hugh Jackman thing. Oh my I heard, God. I heard Hugh Jackman, but. It's a Hugh Jackman thing. No, huge acronym thing or whatever. It's like five or six stupid letters and no one cares. And I hate my life. I can't remember anything. Definitely no one cares. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> the UN. This is a, I've killed so many brain cells in my life. I can't remember things anymore. Alden, you have five seconds. E-U-H-A-D-P-T. <laughs> Incorrect. Damn it. How open, close was open that? Open back up to the floor. Y'all have Do 10 seconds. No, there's no hints. Zane. UNICEF. Incorrect. <laughs> Is that part of NATO or a part of UN? It's, yeah, it's like the yeah, UN. Is it really? It's like the UN Children's Fund. Form in the early 50s. Wow. <laughs> UNICEF has done actually some okay things around the world. They're still in st just stupidly overfunded and bureaucratic mess, but otherwise uh, they do some good things. Can I get a couple more guesses if nobody else has one? <laughs> if no one else has a guess, Zane gets one more, and then it's sure. Zane. The the who? No. Steven. Uh, the Red Cross? No. Zach, Alden, y'all got anything? I, I don't know anything about the UN. Yeah, I'd make a point <laughs> not to. All right. Here's I'm going to be mad when I see it because I know I'm going to recognize it. Yes, oh damn God. it. Uh, <laughs> I thought y'all would get that one. That one's yeah. All right. Question number 10. On this day in 1940, one of the largest Jewish ghettos was created in what town? Zane. Warsaw. Warsaw, Poland uh. is correct. Okay. <clears throat> After one round... Alden and Zatch are tied for three. Zatch. Zane has two. Steven and the audience have a big fat zero, even though the audience has been just flinging out answers, getting them all wrong. <laughs> okay, here we go. Round number two, random trivia, because I couldn't think of a actual topic for round This is my two. time to shine right here. Yeah. <laughs> this is random <laughs> chat GPT, Jake verified uh, trivia. Question number one. In Greek mythology, who is the goddess of wisdom, warfare, and crafts? Zane. Athena. Athena is correct. <laughs> yeah. Steven, you're really shining right now. Yeah. I, I tried. He beat me. <laughs> yeah, he's just I, fast. I yeah. yeah. Zane's also fast and smart. So. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I Question number old, two. I'm slow. <laughs> I, 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 I read all of like Rick Riordan's like Greek mythology. He had two pentologies, and I read all of them, so nice. I would hope I would know a question that easy about it. I didn't understand any of those words. Fair enough. I didn't either. All I heard was... Yeah, what's Greek? No, we're not going <laughs> No, stop. It question all depends on what your definition of is is. 
All right. <laughs> Question number two. I just took a sip of beer and it was true. <laughs> Which country is the largest producer of coffee in the world? Zane. Brazil. How the sh how did you know that? Because it's well, huge. I figured, I figured what's a really big country in an equatorial region? Yeah. You thought that in 0.13 seconds? They control most of the latitude, yeah. Whatever. I still haven't processed that. <laughs> that was going to be my guess, too. I was just, again, slower than Zane. Question well, number three. I did three. so poorly in round one, I needed to really turn it on in round two. I thought, yeah. I thought it was going to be Greece. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Question number three. What is the smallest bone in the human body? Gosh, I think it was Alden. I'll take it if everyone agrees, because I don't know. I think it was sure. Alden. I think it was Alden, Zane, Steven, Zach. There's a little bone in your ear that vibrates, and I don't know the name of it. Freaking name it. it. That's all. The, the ear bone. The, the ear bone. The ear bone. The head Incor bone. Incorrect. Yeah. Zane. <laughs> the stirrup. He is such a douchebag. It's the stapes bone, also known as the stirrup oh. bone. Is it in the ear? It is in the it ear. It is in the ear. It is in the ear. I was going with cochlea, so... Well, that's yeah. in there, but it's not that's a bone. in there. Yeah. That nice. was a great guess, though. <clears throat> what Roman numeral represents the number 500? Alden. I'm going to just uh, say <laughs> five, Z. Four, incorrect. Steven. I tried to just beat Zane, but I don't know it. It's not C? Oh, God. Um, oh, wait. Can we? Is it one letter, or do, can you build it out of other? It's one letter. Oh, then I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'll, I'll Steven, get there. Steven, you have five seconds. Okay. You'll get there if you can just say I 500 times. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to go with I'm gonna go with A. Incorrect. Zane. D. D damn it. D. D for damn it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Goodness gracious. I'm going to need another beer. I'm anger drinking. So in, <laughs> in order to write really big numbers using roman numerals because the highest letter they have is for a thousand so if you wanted to write um i i can't remember if it's for 10 of them or it's for no it's for a thousand of them so if you wanted to write the number one million in roman numerals instead of having to write the letter m one thousand times you can just put a horizontal line over the m and that multiplies it by a thousand so five thousand could be v with the horizontal line over the top interesting oh. okay i like that okay number five what is the largest organ inside the human body i can't tell who got it i think steven got it but i'm not sure is everybody agree i'm saying inside but the largest organ of the human body is the skin i said yeah, that's what i was thinking but he said inside yeah. Okay, so inside, I'm going to go with small intestine. Incorrect. Zane. The lungs. No, Alden. Liver. Alden, got it correct. It is Mine's the liver. I was going to say Especially the inside yeah. of your skin. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you take all the veins in the human body and stretch them out end to end, that person is dead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, after two rounds, Zane has jumped to the front with 10, Alden has five, and Zach has three. Um, Golden Flame said bones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, and Brian, welcome to the show, brother. Um, 
All right. Round number three. Um, definitely not easy if you don't know Dostoevsky, but uh, here we go. What is the name of the book considered to be his masterpiece, Alden? War and Peace. Incorrect. No. Zane. Crime and Punishment. Crime and Punishment is correct. <laughs> War. What is it good for? <laughs> <laughs> All right. The, Russian novels have a, have a naming scheme that are very similar to a lot of libertarian books where it's just a list of nouns. <laughs> War and peace. Thing Crime and, and thing. punishment. Yeah. Man, economy, and state. <laughs> I had already forgotten that this was going to be about literature and I thought it was going to be about Cyrillic. Like what is that? Russian, Russian oh, writing. Russian writing. That's why, oh. the, that's why I made the joke about... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's oh. funny. Yeah, that's good. Good. There's the obligatory Jackie Chan. Nice. There we go. Thank you. Thank you. Jackie Justin. and Chan. All just right. Need a 9 11 and a malinvestment now. <laughs> All right. Question number two. Instead of being executed, what was Dostoevsky's punishment for being involved with anti government intellectuals? I believe. <laughs> I believe it was Zane. Let's go with exilement. Incorrect. Steven. Flogging. No. Alden, Zach. Zach. Banking. What? <laughs> Incorrect. He, they made him think? What? He said bank banking. He got oh, spanked. Spanking. Spanking. Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. I thought you said banking. I thought you said banking, too. I thought he said thinking, like I'm thinking. Like I, did, I didn't know. You sell mutual funds now. <laughs> this is your punishment. Alden, you got one? Road cleanup. No. You're saying that he got the Lightning McQueen punishment? Zach. Zach. Sent to Siberia. You know, I'm going to give it to you. That feels like... Hard labor in Siberia. Oh, all right. You know what? That's as close as any of us were going to get. So. Which includes flogging, by the way. Uh, well, it includes... But did he clean thing. roads in Siberia? Yeah, I know. That's why I had to think for years. <laughs> Cleaning wasn't hard enough. All right. Final question. No one can win but Zane. You're all fighting for... Well, Steven's <laughs> fighting for pride. The audience is fighting for nothing. And Alden's fighting... I stopped fighting for pride years ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm not all right. fighting. <laughs> which of Dostoevsky's novels depicted the main character as having epilepsy, which Dostoevsky also had? Alden. War and Peace. No! That wasn't even by <laughs> Dostoevsky. didn't write War and Peace, Stephen. <laughs> Crime you already said I lost. Incorrect. Uh, Zane. Uh, the idiot. The idiot is correct. There you have That's it. That's how I... All right, y'all. Who wrote War and Peace? Tolstoy. Tolstoy. Who, who was Peace. also an anarchist philosopher, by the way. Nice. There you go. And then uh, who was the... Uh... The Jewish guy that got locked up in a gulag was he a Nazi? Maimonides, uh, but then he then he adopted the name Rambam, right? Hmm. I, don't, um, I don't know anything Schultz. about that. Yeah, you sound crazy. <laughs> I heard Rambam, and I needed another yeah. beer. One second, you, you said Rambam, and I you yeah. lost all cre credibility in my eyes. Uh, Not a single Ayn Rand question. Bomb, bomb, bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I got to take a drink before we get to this next uh, topic because it's going to be fun. Gulp. Oh, my gosh. 
Okay. Well, we kind of got to wait for Alden to get back too, because he's going to want to be around for the beginning of this. Um, so yeah, that makes Zane uh, get. He has thirteen now, which is super unfortunate for everybody else. Um, we're gonna have to have like uh, an um, epic mega round of trivia that's gonna be worth like ten points for somebody to catch Zane. <laughs> Dude, Zane can still be a part of it. Put up a challenge, but you know Zane just steamrolled him too. Yeah, so. yep, that's true. Yeah, I can you bring not... up something from the last segment if we're just killing time. Yeah, go for it. So it's about a year since the trucker protest, which seems Ooh. like one of the few successful protests. Like people kind of go back and forth on whether Vietnam actually ended. You know, the protests actually ended the Vietnam War. And then it's kind of obvious that, you know, Antifa burning crap down doesn't really do anything except harden their resolve to do it anyway. Right. But the trucker protests, like, it kind of got broken up. And then two weeks later, the mandates in Canada ended. And I feel like that was sort of just a, like, well, we can't do it immediately. But, you know, two weeks later and it's and done. now Trudeau got divorced um, mm. because, the, you know, there was enough stuff about, you know, the man boy love association mm. and his affiliation with it, uh, you know, yep. caused a rift in his marriage. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't really wish that on anybody, but you know, that's a fact now. And also now if you live in Canada, you can't share links on Facebook. There you go. Yep. Yeah. No news on Facebook. Right. You can't, you can't buy weapons either. It's, it's insane. Well, wow. I, I do find that interesting that, uh, that you might be right. That's one of the biggest successful, protests maybe ever i would go with bundy standoff what what the what bundy standoff. like i really don't remember but yeah i don't at remember the, at the ranch in nevada i don't remember well, i remember what they, happened they had a standoff they, the, they got the, their way they had they had a standoff against the the og blm the bureau of land management the federal mm. government wing that enforces mm. the land worst rights. blm right uh you know, the Bundy family stood off because they were they were having a, a land right dispute about grazing rights on some of their property. What Bundy? Uh, Not Ted. Ted. Ted Bundy. And <laughs> no, no, the guy, I think the guy's name was Ted Bundy, wasn't it? And it was no, Cliven like Bundy. Bundy. Yeah, Cliven Bundy was the one that got <laughs> murked. Uh, they had a drone take him out. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, it, it was the Bundy Ranch standoff. Uh, mm. And this is, this is oddly enough when I when I was in school getting my get my degree for surveying, yeah. I even Bundy's alive. Forums about that, and they almost kicked me out of the class. They were like, "We're not discussing this." I was like, <laughs> "Okay, thought we were here to learn about land rights." Interesting. Um, you had the forbidden knowledge. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was a great student to have for a college professor, I'm sure. Oh, I bet. Um, there we go. <laughs> that's that's the infamous uh, scene right there. Uh, but anyway, so the the deal was Wait, so one question real quick. The guy with the gun, he's a protester, right? No, no, that's that's a cop. Yeah. That's a BLM okay. officer. Which, why, by the way, so who's this chick to the right? <laughs> She's a journalist. Uh, that, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's either his wife or she just you know she just has a penchant for a man in uniform. I don't know. <laughs> I just remember both sides had guns, so I kind of always assumed that this guy was just a. Protest but the, sniper, the but. Bundy Ranch folks actually had more guns and better guns and more people. Uh, but that that is a federal officer right there. He is there to enforce the land rights of the federal government. The federal government has no land rights. 
Well, exactly. You tell especially, them. Especially, especially if you're the Bundy family out there on their ranch because their their deed to their <laughs> land rights. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Definitely their deed agree. to their land rights predated the BLM ever being formed. Hmm. It actually predated the whole state. Uh, so they hmm. were like, you know, we basically got our land rights from the Indians out here. Like, who right. are you to say I can't leave my cattle down there? And the rule, the whole thing really got started because. He was doing controlled brush fires around a creek so his horses could get to the creek. Right. And they were telling him he couldn't burn the woods down. He said, screw off. This is my land. And then they said, well, we're the federal government. And he says, okay, well, come find out. And they did. And they found out. Wow. Yeah. Now, a couple of his sons are now dead. Uh, but by God, they backed off. It was off. from a different one, right? They took over a uh, building in a different state, I forget, yes. like Oregon or something. Or well, I don't that, know. that was the whole, yeah, they, they, they did kind of, you know, they got this bloodlust after they won and then they tried, Oh, well, let's push, let's push the limits. Let's see if I can yeah. help my friend secure his ranch land rights. And oh, come on, just take the victory. Just exactly. Take the victory. That gum. Which by the exactly. way, Clive and Bundy's alive. So he's not, I guess the drone thing was a rumor that they were going to go drone them. Well, there was drone footage of one of his sons being pulled over by the FBI, which doesn't do traffic stops, but it was <laughs> drone footage. And and you see, you know, this federal officer pulling out of his vehicle on the side of the road, and, you know, there's snow everywhere, and takes him out of the car. They exchange words, pop, pop, pop. Cop drives off and leaves him. Hmm. Jeez. So. Okay, yeah, well, well, that's fun. And the, but ultimately, the they wise, won. <clears throat> in the wise words of Kenny Rogers, you got to know when to hold them and when to hold them. <laughs> I believe that's in War and Peace, actually. Yeah, I think wrote that book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get to our second story of the night. Zach, go ahead and pull that up. Exclusive from the Daily Wire. Leaked NSA document reveals massive woke glossary pushing critical race theory, gender ideology at Intel agency um so i read this thing there's some horrifying things in here um there's also some not so surprising things i was just gonna say done. is any of it a surprise though some of it's a surprise some of it's not can you scroll back up what the hell is transmisogyny yeah so well that's down at the bottom against trans women i guess i'm yeah. offended and then by there's reading that word all right well we'll get that's to white that. fragility don't you know <laughs> Hey, we're going to get to white fragility. Um, okay, okay. Actually, I'll just go ahead and define it right here as, as per the NSA. White fragility, the state in which even a minimum amount of racial stress becomes intolerable, triggering a range of defensive moves in white people. These moves Defense. include the outward display of emotions such as anger, fear, and guilt, and behaviors such as argumentation, silence, and leaving the stress-inducing situation. So the only three things you can do in an argument. Um, these, have an behaviors, argument. these behaviors have... in turn function to reinstate white racial equilibrium. Racial stress results from an, an interruption to what is racially familiar. The thing about yeah. that definition is that's masterful in that they get to make a series of claims. And if you make any counterclaims, they just use that as uh -huh. proof of their own claims. Yep. Yeah. yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Because yeah. they're like, they, to them, them saying their own position isn't argumentation. It's just statement of their um, 
you know, their belief, which according to them, it's not even a belief. It's just a fact. But you stating your your own opinions about that. Well, now you're arguing. Now you are just a fragile white person because you dare to to have an opinion that's different from uh, from the opinion that they're stating. Mm-hmm. Yep. The yep. way I maintain white equality, though, is I put raisins in potato salad. <laughs> Perfect. And <laughs> complain about mayonnaise being spicy. That's the best way I can think of <laughs> doing that. Um, here's their <clears throat> definition of white privilege. Um, refers to the unquestioned and unearned set of advantages, entitlements, benefits, and choices bestowed on people solely because they are white. Um, an exemption of social, political, and or economic burdens placed on non-white people, benefiting from societal structuring that prioritizes white people and whiteness. Generally, white people who experience such privilege do so without being conscious of it. Um, Mm. This whole thing, y'all, I mean, they define whiteness as well. Um, A broad social construction that embraces the white culture, history, ideology, racialization, expressions, experiences, epistemology, emotions, and behaviors, all in order to reap material, (laughs) Mm -hmm. political, economic, and structural benefits for those socially deemed white. All right. I mean, have you all ever used your privilege? I I mean, I I try to use it all the time, but I'm told I have none, so I can't use it. I mean, what's the purpose of having it if you don't ever get to use it, right? Yeah, I mean... (laughs) Before we start despairing too much about this, you know, any (laughs) company or any organization that has an HR department that's staffed with with a bunch of people who majored in Russian literature is going (laughs) to produce documents like this. And it doesn't necessarily mean that anybody else in the organization cares about it or follows it. If this is just... like, obviously, there are organizations that have really bought into it, and it's not a good place to be if you're not buying into the leftist ideology. But there are plenty of other places that have, you know, diversity training that probably have documents like this. But it's more of a check the box exercise to prevent the company from being sued Correct. or just to give the HR department something to do. And it's not necessarily indicative of everybody at the company buying into it. So just want to put that out there. Right. Yeah. No. And I I have no intention on this getting me down whatsoever. I find this hilarious and idiotic. Um, Here's here's the definition of transmisogyny. Okay. here we go. Um, The intersection of intersection. This whole thing is intersectionalism um, of transphobia and misogyny defined as the irrational fear of aversion to or discrimination against transgender people. Transmisogyny is often directed at trans women in particular. Um, so it's slightly different than transphobia, which is a fear or hatred of persons perceived to be transgender and or transsexual. Is there transmisandry? <laughs> Wait question. a minute. I mean, I can't am find I, that. Am, I, am I equally represented here? That's all I want to know. Yeah, no, that's 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 hard. I don't know. Or am I advocating too hard for white equality? So, I mean, some of this. Is... I have a question Go. about this definition. Yeah, if you are specifically like transphobic to female trans members, but is it you transition to female? So, but then you're recognizing that they are female. So it's like you're, you know what I mean? Or is it the other side of that? It's it's the side you just said. Yeah. Well then, so you're recognizing them as female, 
and then specifically phobic <laughs> to that, even though that you would think a trans misogynist would still call them male. You would think. I'm confused, but That's whatever. Confusing. Brian says, uh, you mean you all aren't taking advantage of your free lattes that you get for white privilege? Oh, Brian, yeah. Don't forget, don't forget about the discounts on Ugg boots, by the way. Gosh, if white I'd have known about day. all this, I'd have, I'd have been doing this the entire time. Yeah, um, the, the, I probably got out of a DUI once. The 10th donut free loyalty card at Dunkin' Donuts is only nine donuts if you're white. <laughs> yes. It's only eight donuts if you're a white cop. That's why that's why all That'd the others hilarious. get diabetes first. Um, there's a definition of pangender, which is someone whose gender identity is comprised of all or many gender identities and expressions. As any pan rooted word, yeah. Yeah, well, I feel trans misogynized because trans misandry is not on the list. <laughs> Wait, th there's something called passing privilege. Oh, um, there's variation in the degree to which medically and or socially transitioned people are recognized as their correct gender, i.e. passing. And this comes with various context dependent levels of privilege. Oh, passing like passing as your like targeted gender. Is that what that like you? How would you even know what yeah. this means? Is that what I that means? Know. No, it means, that, <laughs> yeah. it, mean, it means that if you're white, people are more likely to let you in front of them on the road. See, and I went to road <laughs> in my mind. Well, I, I, look, I, I know this guy wasn't an American at the time of his prime here, but what would Alan Turing do? Turing? Like what, the Turing what test? Turing? Like the Turing test guy? The guy who invented yeah, the, 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 the guy that took down the, the Nazi code, code that was killed yeah. because he was gay? I completely forgot he was killed because he was gay. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that. His government murdered him because he was gay. Yeah, after what being government? a hero. Yeah, Britain. was it? What? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No. no he. he uh, well, he might have been like forced sterilized and and like succumbed to in, like wounds after that. He was definitely forced sterilized. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, he got uh, he got forced on some drugs that made him go crazy, and then he killed himself. What year was this? That's barbaric. It was after World right War after I. World War II. It was World War. It cracked so we, the wait, I thought it was World War One. No, it was no, World, it was World War, War II. Two. It was World yeah. War. Yeah, yeah. Why that, would they bother for sterilizing a gay man? <laughs> number one, and then also, shouldn't his genes be the one to be passed on? Yeah. Wait. Wait. Genius. Wait. Yeah. You're a genius person. Also, isn't the argument that it's a choice, not a genetic thing? And if he's only having sex with men, it won't matter. Oh, and no, 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 no. Shouldn't no, you promote no, hey, the idea? Hey, it was, of it was in science books, dude. Like I've got, I've got my dad's science book. I, I, I try to break that out from when, when he was in school back in the fifties and sixties, they taught at, it was a genetic ma misfunction, malfunction that made you gay. I made an I assumption was, there again, assuming that like the whole like choice, Thing uh, the choice like thing did not enter the vernacular until like the mid '80s. Oh, see, I didn't. Sounds like that. you're not trusting the science. So yeah. we like, yeah. oh, it's so it's like fashion. So it like makes it circles back after 30 years or something. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Y'all, we need to start trying to abide by some of these rules. Um, we need to definitely start implementing tokenism. So we just need to find a random black guy um, to come on the show every time. He just can sit in the corner. I feel um, black this week. There's, what is transculturation the process by which a person adjusts to another cultural environment without sacrificing their own cultural identity that wait which like, is which is better in this well that sounds I like a like good I sacrifice my cultural identity by listening to that <laughs> <laughs> that sounds it sounds like what people should be doing if they move to the united states 
What right? is the promoted idea to or to and not? What does any of this here? have to do with national security or intelligence gathering or processing? Not, well, not the, more, the more that they're doing that's not related to intelligence gathering, the better off we'll be, probably. I feel I less so intelligent first, talking well, like, about I, this. I really had my doubts. So, like, I, you know, I, I saw the reports, what was it, like five, six years ago, right? You, you had this guy, what was it, then, like Dr. Robert Malone, that was coming out talking about the Google algorithms and how they're gaming the elections and this, that, and the other. And then he was one of the guys that was coming out staying, saying that, like, Germany has literally reactivated the Stasi uh, to start surveilling social media posts. But now today, you know, you've got Nikki Haley, a Republican presidential candidate, talking about we shouldn't have any anons on social media. You should have to register with your name and there, there should be no anon status. Yeah, she's and then, well, But you also have New York Governor Hochul, who already launched a task force doing this crap. So, like, you can have an anonymous, you know, screen name, but right. the state of New York, if your IP address is in New York, the state of New York knows who you actually are and will dox you to the local police department. Jeez. What if you have, a like, a good VPN that's still... Well, maybe, you know... It's, yeah, it depends on the... This media. is the state we're talking about, so, they're, they're you know, they're 10 years behind. Right. Uh, but... You know, it's that whole thing. And, and I mean, when they say that the Stasi's literally been reactivated, that's not really a lie. Like, there's actually people that were in the Stasi that are consulting these folks on how to monitor monitor Facebook posts. Mm. That's great. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Here's Which, one that shows you know, odd, that odd correlation too. Since we're doing a lot of like World War II throwbacks tonight, yeah. Odd correlation. Joseph Stalin's newspaper, okay, called Pravda. You know what that translates to in English? Truth. Truth. Yes, War and peace. Yeah, and then Trump launched Truth Social. Like, bad optics, bro. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm surprised optics. he didn't launch a book called My Struggle or whatever. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> yeah, exactly. That is so good. Um, I like see. how in one of these, there's a definition, and then obviously the editor was more woke, so they added a note. It says male-bodied, a person who is assigned male at birth. Note, though this is occasionally still used, this term is very problematic <clears throat> as it genders bodies non-consensually and plays into cis-sexism, and in parentheses, in that a flat chest or a penis, for example, are considered inherently male. Like, what, what are we reading here? I'm pretty sure yeah. that's like... One of the definitions of, yeah. of yeah. what it is. So that, wow. that's, that's one of the United States intelligence agencies, folks, um, denying yeah. facts. Yep. You know, I, mean, I guess I when would... you're spying on the entire United States, you have to know what you're reading when you're reading everybody's chats. Like, what the <laughs> hell are all these blue hairs talking about? I need yeah. a glossary for that. They need like a translator. Elizabeth um, makes the point. Having a VPN in and of itself makes one suspect. Well, and, and like having the Tor browser, like you're mm. going to stick out like a sore thumb because they're monitoring everyone on your block, and you're the one dude that doesn't have data transmitting in and out. I right? go for the middle ground. I use like Brave or something so that it's like kind of like a little bit better, but not like so much where they're like, "Wait a minute, this guy knows what's up." You know? Yeah, like you totally go dark and like, "Wait a second, we have an address that just went dark." Yeah, yeah. You know, are they asleep? Do Did you guys know? Uh, sorry, I didn't mean I didn't know you were no, still. Go ahead. Do you guys know who Blair White is? Yeah, she's yes. trans person. That yeah, yeah. 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 Um, it's been on a lot of libertarian stuff. 
I was wondering, so I was going to ask you, I've seen her on a few things wherever um, I say, you know, her about her or whatever, like, but I feel like she's cool enough that like, she kind of rolls with whatever. And, but I would love to talk to her. Like, I feel like I would want her We had her Sarah on. Higdon on. Um, I don't know if you were around for that episode, Alden, but we had Sarah no. Higdon on. And she's, she's trans woman in the, in the uh, liberty movement. Um, she's full on libertarian, like doesn't doesn't subscribe to any of these woke bs things and um, so many don't and yeah i would be really curious i might even dig back through our annals and find that episode or whatever because i i wasn't here for that one yeah she'll be at convention um, oh that's I'm gonna cool, have to yeah. look up annals in this glossary <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Be careful what you type in there. Yeah, they just it's it's two ends. Two ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> but but Blair White and New Michael Malice are, are really good friends. So that she's been on his show um, before. And yeah, and yeah. I would be curious to see you know their points of view on this. And yeah. I feel like a lot of this is kind of that squeaky wheel thing where there's like a, a handful of people that have these extreme opinions, and there's a lot of other really just chill people that are like don't you know agree with this and don't agree with like government level like forcing censorship on these things or whatever even especially you know c coming from someone like of the you know minority population in this case whatever because like we're five white guys and no one cares what we think apparently but it's i care know, what you think Alden. i care well, what my wife doesn't so, yeah, yeah. right yeah <laughs> same here yeah <laughs> but, no, Elizabeth I, says going dark negatively affects one's credit score in china Good i'll bet Lord. it does yeah um, here's a new word that I've never heard of. Lookism. Can anybody define lookism before I I'm going to say it? bias in favor of people are more attractive. Uh, construction of a standard for beauty and attractiveness and judgments made about people based on how well or poorly they meet the standard. There we go. Okay. Uh, Isn't that a South hey, Park girl, episode? I, I see you hit me with that <laughs> lookism. What you doing tonight? <laughs> that look is some, <laughs> you gave me that look is hot. Oh, they still have Latinx in here. Oh my god, Latin. which by the Latin. way, did that ever catch yeah. on? Is that a thing? No, it's not no, a thing. They hate it. Latin people hate it. Hate I, it. Latin culture, from what I understand, and this is in a broad brushstroke sense, or whatever. I mean, the language it has is masculine based on, and feminine. Like yes, it's, yeah, it's based on masculine and feminine. I was yeah. I was taking my seven year old son to one of a local Mexican restaurant a couple months ago. We walk in, and it was like a, a big sign on the front door. You know, we are a Latinx restaurant, and he and he looks at it and he goes, "Dad, what Pokemon is that?" <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. hilarious thing about Latinx is that whoever came up with the word apparently forgot just that Latin. there's already a gender neutral form of the word, which is just Latin. Latin. Yeah, I was going to bring up the same it, point. It's, yeah, it's the person making the same mistake as Jake did at the top of the episode when he was trying to figure out what the what the um, what the verb <laughs> conspire. Form of of conspiracy is where you were like conspiration conspiratorial <laughs> no it, i maintain that it wasn't conspire we're not conspiring to do anything we're pointing out conspiracies so we're conspiracizing spiral so looking gosh conspiro the dragon well we're definitely spiraling <laughs> that's for sure we're definitely, we're definitely doing that. yeah we're not doing ourselves any favors anyway that's just, always for sure yeah, and uh, Daily Wire was the only one that had this. Uh, I found it super interesting. I mean, it's it's not surprising, most of it. 
I mean, most of it, we've, we've heard most of these definitions before and it's, uh, an organization that big is going to have idiotic things like this because, um, you can only drive fast as what is it? The speed limit is like the slowest person or the dumbest person or whatever that dumb quote is. Um, well, hey, unless I, there's I, I no can, cops, unless there's no cops. I, I mean, getting with cyclists, you know, <laughs> over, just like over the top regulations and things like that. There's, there's a subdivision here in Peachtree city, Georgia. That I, I, I will find these protective covenants that are in the declaration, you know, the deed that created this whole subdivision, and the HOA and all that kind of stuff. They were saying if any of the regulations herein are unconstitutional, uh, they will expire 25 years after the date of the last known descendant of Queen Elizabeth II. <laughs> and you would not believe how common that is for residential subdivisions here in Georgia. That's crazy. What? Yeah. So it's just one of those things. It's like a like a standard clause from English common law from the 1600s that we still use today. Oh, just, that Elizabeth. I'm like we fought a oh, war. Yeah. So the descendants of Queen Elizabeth don't freaking matter. Like, yeah, what, that's what happened wild. Here? Did we win or not? That's some interesting, like, surveyor trivia. That's interesting. Yeah. All right, Zane. Do you have anything to bring us back down to earth before we move <laughs> on to the next, before the next topic? Ground us, Zane. So, I mean, I think what Stephen is getting at is that in contracts like that from a long time ago, they would, there would be certain provisions that would be in effect until x amount of years after the last person who is currently alive had died and it was essentially just the legalese version of this provision will remain in effect for a very long time but not yeah. forever well but the weird thing is like it's specifically worded that even if it's unconstitutional it's gonna outlast that like hmm. you can't strike it down even if it's unconstitutional it's gonna outlast the last known descendant of queen elizabeth ii which you know is prince harry still one of those i don't know Interesting. So, hey, did those covenants just expire last year? Sweet. I'll go tell some people they can build a fence now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's it like weird that that's still in use, though. The yeah. moment that those actually expire is like really a weird moment where you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Legally, this is done. This is gone. Right. All of a sudden, like 150 <laughs> years later, some crazy thing. Like, I mean, yeah. this is a, this is essentially what happened with like the UK and Hong Kong, where in the 1800s the British signed a 99-year lease for Hong Kong with China, oh. with the idea being 99 years. That's pretty much forever, right? And then the 1990s come around, and it's like the 99 years are up, and China's like, "We want Hong Kong back, please." That's like a big <laughs> fuck you from the people that wrote it. We were like, well. We won't be alive, so someone else's problem. Can you we imagine if every law was written like that here in the States? It would be so great. Oh, yeah. gosh. If you had to redo the entire law after like 20 years. It would be um, so great because if my grandson is such a numb nuts, he can't preserve what I left him, <laughs> then he should lose it. This is like I'm picturing like lawmaking in the Idiocracy movie. Like, <laughs> yes. Me, exactly. you, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Brian says there's a bond from 1624 still paying interest. <laughs> East India Trading Company or something. Yeah. I think I had heard of that where there are a couple bonds that are like called perpetuities where yeah. they just, they never pay back the principal, but they just will continue paying interest for forever. Those are until... white privilege bonds. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Let's go on to my favorite topic, Zatch. 
Here we go. Try to carry a gold bar through an airport. They won't let you through, right? In fact, the assumption would be you're a criminal. You stole the gold and they would just take it and keep it. Now, try to carry $100,000 of cash through the airport. You can put it in a bag and as you're walking through the TSA check or the x-ray machine, just nonchalantly say to the officer, yeah, I'm carrying $100,000 of money onto the airplane. Now, not only will you not get through, they'll just take your money and the assumption yeah. will be you stole it. So cash is a unit of control. Now, put $100,000 in a bank and try to wire it uh, to someone or just take it out and they're gonna ask you why. Tell them it's none of their business. Try to send it to someone privately, a numbered Swiss bank account, right? See how that works. That won't work, right? That's a system of control. Bitcoin is the one network you can't control. Nobody can control Bitcoin. If you're insecure, about being able to own your own money? Do you own it? And can you actually use it without asking somebody's permission? Then the solution is not gold, it's not silver coins, it's not stacks of cash, it's not money in a bank in the US, it's certainly not money in a bank in Lebanon, Argentina, anywhere in Africa. The one network that you have that gives you a decent chance of owning your own money and then being able to spend it the way you want is Bitcoin. All Fair right. Enough. So that is Michael yeah. Saylor. Um, he is a fantastic one to follow if you're into Bitcoin at all, if you're into anything with um, money, crypto, any kind of currency. Uh, he's a fantastic, super smart guy. His company has bought tens of millions of dollars of Bitcoin. So he puts his money where his mouth is. Um, and Everyone knows the real currency is Pokemon cards. That's the what you if you put a bag full of Pokemon cards, you'll go anywhere in the world. That's why Logan Paul made himself one, right? See? What? He did? Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's Pokemon cards. <laughs> Everyone That's... knows that the real currency are those bored apes drawings. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that whole NFT market dried up so fast. Um, like Who's talking about NFTs anymore? Who's buying NFTs? Are NFTs well, worth you can, anything? You can screenshot those things. Like, it's not... Yeah, but you don't have the certificate. It's not a contract. Oh, whatever. Okay, yeah. You know, I'm just like, like I'm hitting. I'm oh, not defending the NFT. tag on your MP3 file. Whatever. And, it's still the music. NFT has made me so angry because <laughs> everyone was using them to be like, NFTs are stupid. True. Therefore, all crypto is stupid. Therefore, Bitcoin is stupid. Extremely mm. untrue. Right. And like people, you know, people that aren't as knee deep in this stuff as we are, we're very much unable to tell the difference between scam NFTs and Bitcoin. And they're right, like, right. All of this is a scam. When it's Any... actually, no, drawings of yeah. gorillas are obviously scams, but this extremely hard money that isn't. Uh, isn't subject to the control of a central bank, very much not a scam. It's like yeah. setting up like a false axiom for, you know, comparison yeah. or whatever. I mean, I went on a podcast the other day um, where we were talking about crypto for a while and he didn't, this guy is a normie. He's not a libertarian. He's, he votes independently. He, has voted Republican, voted Democrat. He's, he's in like in the political world and all that, but he's just a normal dude. And he didn't know what the difference between Bitcoin and crypto was. He just mm. thought crypto w was Bitcoin. Um, and so like, rectangle on a square. Yeah. Technically true. Uh, no, Bitcoin, Bitcoin is the is only a, cryptocurrency. 
if you're a maxi. Um, <laughs> it's the only legitimate. Hazel one has anyway. entered it's the, the only legitimate yeah. one. It's rectangle and a square. It's a square is still a rectangle. Bitcoin is still crypto, but Bit not all crypto is Bitcoin. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And so, like, I, you're right. There, I mean, there's a ton of education. People do not understand what hard money is and why crypto is or why Bitcoin is so valuable and why people need to actually start investing. And I thought what Michael Saylor did here was give a really good practical demonstration and practical example of why all of these things that we use these days won't work um, when you really, really need them to or aren't actually um, you're not actually free to keep them wherever you want to go. Like mm -hmm. your cash, if you're passing through an airport, isn't your cash anymore. They, yeah, they can confiscate it just based on suspicion and you're never getting it back. Um, and it doesn't just, even have to be an airport. It could be true. driving down the road. Yep. I think there if you was have more than like, like a, 10 grand or something like that. It's like seizable or whatever they decide. Yeah. So the, the bank, uh, you can't just like if you if you want to withdraw more than ten thousand dollars from the bank, they won't just give it to you that day. Yeah, it, minimum two days. I did like eleven it, it one time just to be a turn. Forever, it yeah. takes so long. And with Bitcoin, man, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be preaching the positive sides of Bitcoin until the day that I freaking die because uh, it's it is what the future will be as far as is currency goes like it is the hardest money that there that has ever been created um it is the easiest to transport it is the easiest to hold it is the easiest to retain it is the easiest it, it retains its value it increases in value based on the dollar because the dollar is tanking um on purpose on well I mean, it's a hundred and ten-year tank at this point. So yeah, um, they're they're they've been taking their sweet time, but um, just the the positive sides of Bitcoin, I cannot preach enough, and I, I wish it was easier to convince people to just hear hear me out. You know, hear hear the case for Bitcoin. But man, it is so hard because of people like Sam Bankman-Fried. Um, any like Shibu Inu, Dogecoin, all these idiot things, NFTs. It is so hard to get people Shiba, to listen. Doge killer. What? The Doge killer. Shiba, yeah. Um, let's see. Brian says, I think it was Reason that was talking about um, a bathhouse that was using Bitcoin. Mine. It, yes, that is 100% correct. There is a... Um, That's smart. Yeah, there's a place that has a bunch of hot tubs um, and like heated pools and stuff. Um, where they're using Bitcoin miners to heat the water. That's um, if you're going to yeah. create the heat anyway. That's super yeah. smart. I have yeah. two, John I McAfee, have two heaters, and I, I want to track this down too. Because John McAfee, you know, when he was still alive, yeah, uh, before he actually went on the lamb, before he ran for president, who another he, person who said, "I will not commit suicide." By the way, yeah, absolutely before he died, uh, but he did enough suicide. drugs that he probably would have. Um, <laughs> Anyways, he took over. There was there was a, a company that was hubbed in Tennessee called MGT Technologies. They did like crappy gambling video games, like sports betting type things. And he took it over, gutted it out, and redubbed it. So it was still MGT, but it was McAfee Global Technologies. And all of a sudden... That's funny. It's mm. not a fantasy sports betting 
app anymore. It's cybersecurity and Bitcoin mining. Mm, and there we go. the SEC had a fit. <laughs> they were like, no, you can't do this. And I love that it. was why he went on the lamb from the IRS because mm. they were telling him he owed all this money because he needed to like, you know, reform the company, all the, like they had him delisted and they put him on the OTC market. And, uh, you know, I may or may not have lost some money on that. Uh, <laughs> but he buried a bunch of Bitcoin miners in North Georgia. Like he, like he reinvested and it was, are we it doing was a treasure hunt feed? Like, yeah, buried. Like where can are we, these? Can we do a libations episode where we just do a treasure <laughs> hunt in North Georgia? <laughs> Well, yeah, like we we should be able to find these things. Like he posted. I can on dig a hole. Grumpy says there's an EV car that will mine while you drive. That's oh my god! One. That's amazing. So the one that so I have I have two of these. Um, they're called heat bits. Um, they're basically heaters and air purifiers uh, that that mine Bitcoin, and and the heat keeps your house warm. Um, That's smart. They're, they're freaking nice. genius. Unless you live in Florida, it's smart. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm gonna live in Montana, and I I keep it Smart. on year round here, but I just put them in my basement where I never go. So yeah, I'm I like it. Raking in the sats year round, it's fantastic. No, I love the idea of having that, like taking like you know that excess like entropy heat waste, you know, and like turning it into like a use. That's yes. a great idea. Absolutely. Um, Does anybody remember the name of John McAfee's shitcoin? Mm -mm. It was called Whacked. Oh. <laughs> oh no! That has a whole now. new meaning now. Of course it was. Oh I texted God. him one night because he, you know, he did that interview while he was running for president, and he gave that guy his cell phone number. Yeah, I, I texted him. He texted me back, or somebody no. texted me back. Really? And uh, what? He, I mean, yeah, we had, we had some good conversations. Interesting. That's crazy. That is yeah. wild. Uh, Zach, let's play this next video and then show Shane's tweet on it. If we are to be successful. Uh, CBDCs could not be fragmented national propositions. To have transactions more efficient and fairer, we need systems that connect countries. In other words, we need interoperability. Uh, and for this reason, at the IMF, we are working uh, hard on the concept of a global CBDC platform to trade and to manage risk. If we are to be successful... All right, so this uh, is uh, the new managing director, Kristalina Georgieva of the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, um, is working on a global CDC platform, um, suggesting it could become mandatory for everyone worldwide. Um, Shane Hazel retweeted this, said, get out of fiat. When they flip the switch, your wealth will be gone if inflation hasn't taken most of it already. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh. And well, they've been, they've been floating the, CBDCs. The US around. dollar has already been supplanted from a logistical standpoint. We've talked about this before. So, mm -hmm. you know, your FedExes, your DHLs, your UPS, US dollars, all the native fiat currencies are converted to the IMF currency, the SDR, the strategic drawing right. Interesting. Before, before it's done into anything. So, I mean, you can look mm -hmm. at your UPS mm -hmm. label and it will actually mention sometimes the, the SDR of your shipping and that's the cost so, i don't know anything about that well because it's you know forex markets are so rigorous and they run basically 24 6. yeah uh you know that that was the one way that they were able to transcend you know the global forex markets and so that way you know if you pay your shipping and say it takes 
you know, 30 hours, you know, to ship something from Georgia to the Philippines, you know, the currency hadn't changed so much that you didn't pay your shipping fee properly. Right. What's the currency for the Philippines? Fucking coconuts? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a bot. I was. I'm I not a bot. Like sure. Thailand is a bot. It's Thai bot. Well, I, I, th I think oh, it's actually right? uh, it's actually heads of your local drug dealer, right? Ah, I got you. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah. There's plenty, <laughs> of, prompt plenty of those go around. around. Yeah, yeah. It that's, goes that's so much... really hard money. Actually, that's yeah. Really good. <laughs> <laughs> coconuts are a hard money. Apparently, oh, it's man. really the Philippine peso. Okay. Is that right? Philippine peso. Yeah. Interesting. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks, yeah. Jamie. <laughs> I, I, I just I just know from my sermon this past Sunday that you know it's a 28 hour flight from Georgia to the Philippines. So mm. uh, that that's how I use that analogy. But, Zane, what are, what are your thoughts on on the whole idea of them trying to implement uh, CBDC worldwide? Very bad. Very, very bad. <laughs> very bad. Worse, very sad. Much, We're all going to die. Much, much worse than the NSA's 30-page document on transgenderism. That's for sure. Yeah, fair enough. Um, what? Like, my, my question always is, what is the likelihood of this happening? And if there is a good likelihood, what's the timetable? Um, because that, that that's the real question is how long do we have to get out of to con start convincing people to get out of fiat and go into things? So like we have we have uh, what um, just from Latin America, we have a million people a year coming in to this country across the southern border. Now, you know, you add to that Chinese immigrants, African immigrants, you know, all this kind of they're they're, they're being dispersed. Now, part of it is just because. The poor folks were led with a carrot of there was a radio commercial, there was a billboard, there was a sign, they were handed a flyer. Sally Struthers waddled her way over and, and told them about it. Um, that come here and we give you free stuff. We'll give you a bus ticket anywhere. We'll give you a plane ticket to anywhere. Uh, if you look like an Indian, we'll give you a Dairy Queen or a hotel, you know, any, any kind of free loan you want. Preston uh, at seat. Sure, exactly. Uh, so that's why that's why they're kind of you know flocking here. You know, Canada went through this in the early '80s, and and believe it or not, back then the Canadian Parliament was actually pretty based because they were actually standing up and saying that China is trying to uh, culturally debase us. They, mm. they are they are flooding us with their pores. They're coming over here with the mission of inculcating their culture into Canada, and we have to stand up against this. We have and to stop police stations here. In the U.S., what's that? They have police stations in the U.S. There you China go. Does, you because said? we we never threw up those roadblocks. You know, we're the melting pot. Uh, and uh, you know, until the last 30, 40 years, taxes weren't that big of a problem. Hmm. Uh, I mean, they they were a problem since they were implemented, but yeah, uh, you know, in the last 40, 50 years in particular, they've really gotten out of hand. Uh, but we haven't really had anybody that's been a stalwart saying don't let them in or, right. you know, let's filter them in. Right. You know, it, it, it's either been let them all in or let none of them in. There's never been like a, Hey, we got to have some common sense immigrant regulation. Right. Uh, it, it, that, that talk has never really happened. And you've got the Muslim nations that if, if they're subject to the OIC, which by the way, you know, the Muslims have their United States. The frick is the OIC. Uh, that's that's the that's the Muslim United States. 
Oh. That's why, you know, Obama had this gaffe of saying, like, um, you know, he's been to 50 states. He's got like four more to go or two more, whatever it is. Uh, it's 50 something, 52, 54. I forget exactly how many there are there. Hmm. Uh, but that, you know, they were saying he was a because he went to Hawaii. He's are like, you saying well, this is like when the he 50 was states? When he was campaigning for his, per his first presidential term, this is one of the reasons why they thought that he was like this Muslim plant because he was like, I've been to 50 uh -huh. states. I've got four more to go and because there's 54 you know, states in OIC. I'm not going to be able to say this right. The organ is, wait, that's just organization. I can say that. I was trying to make that more complicated. The Organization <laughs> of Islamic Cooperation, founded in 1969, has 57 members. There you go, 57. Mm -hmm. So that, that's what it was. So, like, you know, Obama went to, you know, so many states and he's like, I've got seven more to go. And they're like, can he not do math? And then someone was like, no, he's really talking about the Muslim states. Uh, but that's that was one of their dictated plans because listen, don't forget one of the tenets of jihad is the hijra. They are there to take you over culturally. Hmm. They will they they will cross your borders, mate with you, have enough kids, but their culture remains. They are there to not assimilate. They are there to inject themselves, and once they hit a certain threshold of the population. You know, whether it's 8%, 10%, 12%, that's up for speculation. Yeah. But once they hit a certain threshold of the population, that's when the bombs start going off. Uh, and so we have that going on, and China's doing the same thing. And then you also have the people above that that like to pluck the strings. Aliens. And, and convince the races <laughs> against each other. Mm. Uh, we're not really against each other. We all just want to feed our families at the end of the day and be left alone. Uh, but... You know, white, red, yellow, I, I'm, black, I'm against white. Dak Prescott. I'll tell you that. Well, uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> I'm against him. Too. Eventually, he's going to have a game where he throws five interceptions in one game. He's going to tank his whole season. But, you know, so you got the people that lord above that that just pluck the strings and convince all the different races and sects that they're against each other when we're really not. But we're being played against each other on multiple 100%. levels right now. And, you know, Sun Tzu taught us that – you can't win a war on multiple fronts. Mm. That's the multiple front war that we're talking about because the American military right now, Ooh. we can entertain multiple theaters because we're doing it. Listen. I mean, we're, we're in multiple places in the middle East. We're, right. you know, we're in the South China sea. We're all over the damn place. Like we can multi, we can entertain theaters, war theaters, physical war, conflict theaters across the world. Hmm. But, but if physical war, war is one front, that's one front. Right. The war right. within is the one that we cannot win. Yeah, my brother. I, I, I actually read The Art of War about a month ago and really did not find it very insightful. It was really just saying <laughs> a bunch of things that were really obvious. Like, you know, like, task, he's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was saying things like, you know, in order to defeat the enemy, you must know yourself, but then proceeded to say that five more times without giving any advice about how you come to know yourself. And it's like, mm -hmm. if, to win battles, you must have the appropriate strategy, but didn't go into very much detail about what appropriate <laughs> strategies are. But what uh, I mean, uh, I, I should really change my headline here to aggressively optimistic, because you know, even though I said a couple of minutes ago that it's very, very bad to plan to implement a, an international CBDC, and obviously if they succeed, that would be a, a big setback for liberty. However... 
a bureaucrat just saying that this is what they want is a long way away from them actually being able to do Correct. it. Like, this that is a point question. I've made several times before, which is that people, you know, the, the power elite wanted to go way farther with the lockdowns, the mask mandates, and the vaccination mandates than they were actually able to. Not because 1% of the population is committed libertarians and we all did performed mass civil disobedience, but because there actually is a, a much broader swath of the population, not everybody by any stretch, but right. enough people that aren't hip deep in politics, but we're still willing to say no. We, 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 we were maybe okay with a little bit of lockdown, but now we're now we've had enough. So with the CBDCs, I I feel like like I and I know I've said this before as well, but I'm I'm hearing more and more like regular Republicans talking about CBDCs, which is mm -hmm. really interesting because you would think it's such a wonkish topic, <laughs> only people on shows like this one would ever be talking about it. Right. But see. It, the threat of it does seem to be have been placed in the popular consciousness, which I think is a good sign. And good I, I, another thing here too is that libertarians tend to be very, you know, we're we're always right about diagnosing the problems, and eventually, um, you know, the problems do come to fruition. And you know, over the past hundred or so years since the Federal Reserve. It's just the fact the dollar has lost 97% of its purchasing power. 99. So real this calamities are happening. But I think there is kind of a tendency for us to make bold prediction about how, you know, the end of the world is coming in two years. And then it actually, you know, like right after the first round of quantitative easing back in 2008 and not Yes, I know. Uh, grumpy. <laughs> I, I, that's something about myself that I know. But back in, right after the first wave of quantitative easing, uh, right after the financial crisis in like 2009, when the Fed was printing a bunch of money, a lot of libertarian economists, including several economists that I greatly expect and greatly admire, were predicting double-digit increases in the in the consumer price index. So huge inflation that didn't really materialize. And again, you know, after the COVID money printing, they've done tons of money printing, and we did see some serious inflation here too, but not quite as bad as what some people were predicting. So ultimately, the bad stuff is probably going to happen, but we have time, I think, to prepare us, pre prepare ourselves, and I don't think that it necessarily is going to be a calamity. like. Government and, governments and have grown a lot in the taking. past hundred years, and yet my life is a lot better today than it would have been a hundred years from now. Absolutely. Well, and with with the optimistic approach, you know, the same line that you're taking here. So, you know, we have global hegemony, right? So if the entire because if you buy into all the news, the global economy is collapsing, right? So if if, the, if it's a bubble within a bubble within a bubble, and it's all global and it's all interconnected, all we have to do at that point is collapse last, right? And we maintain hegemony. Hmm. So if there is going to be a global reset, then we're going to be at the top of it. Interesting. Why yeah. do you think? Well, if, if we're the ones to pop the bubble, if we pop if we pop the other bubble first, there it is. And that's what it, that's what's going on right now is is yeah. the silence, these quiet wars. Everybody's putting pressure on each other while you know smiling and shaking hands with each other. 
and just saying, ah, you might pop first. Uh, you know, I don't know. You got the yellow vests. Uh, you got the Antifa. Uh, you know, you got the Uyghurs. Uh, whatever. You know, who's popping first? All right. So here's a question. Do you think that climate activists feel the same way that we do? Them knowing that there's a global catastrophe coming, us knowing that there is a economic catastrophe coming and no one is listening or paying attention or doing things that I, i'm going to say help. no solely because the climate activists know right now that they're broke <laughs> they know that for a fact and that's why they're pissed Interesting. we don't we don't even know it yet because you know i i can still go buy a six-pack i can still go get a tank of gas the right. lights are on in my house my mom's not mad at me you know uh, so it's, it's apples and oranges that <laughs> the, okay. the kind of the difference is that like in our case, we can already point to, you know, over the past hundred years, the dollar has lost 99% of the purchasing power, which yeah. on one hand is a complete catastrophe. But on the other hand, it's not like there was a single day where half of everybody's money became worthless. That's kind of why I can kind of stay optimistic because now it it's slow enough that if it even if it gets a little bit faster than it is today it the rate at which you know society and technology and standard of living increases is still faster than the rate at which you know people's money is getting printed away whereas i think mm. with the climate first of all yeah. all of the evidence of climate change that the climate activists can point to i mean some of it is fake some of it is real but with the real stuff, they're kind of in the same situation that I just said that we're in, which is that even if you take the part of the warming that is actually probably true, it would be better to continue to allow the warming because of how big of a catastrophe it would be if we tried to implement the draconian regulations that would take to stop the warming. Like stopping, like, like, Achieving the UN goal of limiting global warming to one and a half or two degrees Celsius would be so calamitous in terms of, you know, making keeping people in extreme poverty um, and limiting economic growth, um, you know, shortening people's life expectancy, that doing that would be way worse than just letting global warming rip, dealing with the occasional extra hurricane and letting ourselves essentially grow our way out of it. There's well, on, on a global scale, I, I, I'm not going to acknowledge the validity of the climate activists until they acknowledge military weather weapons. That's, I think both can be true. There's so much here that well, I don't even know if my drunk yeah. brain can handle this, but let, 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 let's, let's just pause on this. I think that was a fine place to end. I think, look, the biggest thing I think with, libertarians being right about the economy and about how the dollar is going to collapse at some point. The issue is that you can provide zero time frame, And so people will just not believe you until it's too late. Um, and that, that, that's been my biggest hurdle um, of, of talking to people about this kind of stuff is like, well, how long do we have? Well, I don't freaking know. I like, Hey, Hey, I'll tell you what, if you want to, if you really want an accurate gauge of how long we have, ask your grandfather, once a month, are we in the end times? 
<laughs> I mean, my, my grandmother definitely thinks so right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey, look, we've met this other end of the prophecy. We've done that since Revelation was written. <laughs> yeah, but God. they're talking about a red heifer now, man. <laughs> so it's it's one of those things where it's uh, a, a pale you know, horse and a red heifer. All right, you just got to know the signs to look out for. Could be could be next year, could be five years from now, could be ten years from now, could be fifty. Yeah. Here's the thing: you just have to live your life as though if it does happen, you won't miss a beat, or you can still maintain an acceptable way of life. There you go. And, and and leave that for your kids. Leave that for your grandkids. Make sure your kids know what you left and why. Mm-hmm. And leave it up to them. That's why contracts expire after 99 years. Because if my grandkid is such a screw-up that he can't maintain what he's, he's left with, he deserves to lose it. There you go. I agree with I Stephen on the point of, like, enjoy your time while you have it regardless. I agree with Zane in the sense that don't promote the idea or allow your governments to uh, constrict the average person through policy to solve a problem because they're almost always wrong about things and it's only going to favor certain people and all that. And that's my short on it for tonight. There we go. Um, we've got one more story before we uh, jump to the funny stuff. Let's watch this. Want to hear the- oh, oh, boy. All right. I went, I went on a little YouTube wormhole situation and somehow, but I wound up on this video that was like world's smartest kid thinks oh, that CERN he- blew the world up in 2008. He thinks when they collided electrons, Bruh. I believe at, in the super collider, mm-hmm. yeah, it's that they caused some crazy chain reaction that blew up the universe, but they also created an atom that weighed too much. And so what the kid winds up with is this theory of like, one atom weighing too much and weigh and is that being just enough to shift our universe into a, a parallel universe <laughs> yeah this is it right here well, this kid look at what it says there he claims that cern destroyed the universe during recent experiments which has resulted in us living in a nearby parallel universe instead you're welcome eddie a lot of people online <laughs> that think this is an explanation for all the Mandela effect. That's what yeah, I was yeah, 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 yeah. It goes online. into stuff about the Mandela effect. How, like, you know, there's like so apparently a bunch of people who think Mandela died in prison. Right. And like, there's, you know, yeah. as far as I know, he was released, became president of South America. You know, and that's the universe right. I'm yeah. from, just personally. I'm going to go out on a limb and say no. Yeah, that, that's so shocking that you're going to go say that. Yeah, well, it's, I, it's, it's Zane really is weird, actually though. the smartest it's, kid in the world. So, <laughs> if you want to get into Illuminati symbolism, it's really weird that CERN's logo is six 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 six. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, well, what I what I would think is even weirder is if the physics of black holes worked in such a way that we could magically be transported to a parallel universe in such. Uh, in such oh, a way magically. that everything was the same except the name of the book series was the Berenstein Bears. What and do you Sir remember? Didn't have the cornucopia oh, well, you're... All of a sudden. Yeah, that, that's crazy. Six, yeah, six, six, six. that's actually 666. And then and, and then their, their their main courtyard has, uh, what is it, the Hindu god Shiva doing the yeah. Maharaj. No, I can actually tell you why, it's, why yeah. the logo is shaped like that, which is that the shape of a particle collider essentially that where in order to get the particles to the high enough speed 
Yeah, so, it has to be extremely long. So you shoot it, and it starts off straight, and then it goes in a big loop. Can you're I? You're just, chime you're in? just, you're just bolstering our argument that if if this theory is correct, they had to use six 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 to end the world with an explosion by smashing two atoms together. Oh my there you God. Go. And in the background, Shiva doing the Maharaj, the world destroying dance. Why do I even come on the show? <laughs> Actually, I, the question is, Zane, why do you stick around for the last 20 which, minutes? Oddly enough, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that pose Shiva was doing is oddly enough what women do when they forgot deodorant that day. <laughs> As a logo designer, I will say that it's you have to have the obvious, you know, reason for something, which is like the shape of the accelerator. Like I understand what the logo means, whatever. But you can also embed a secondary read, like a double entendre, like within a logo. So Zane's not wrong, but he's also like there. You could have an, a layered second meaning to something. Well, sure, but what based off of the image, there, there is there is a uh, a plethora of significance. Yeah. In, their symbolisms with their logos, their parades that they host, their festivals they host, and the idols that they post outside of their main doorways. Have you seen that weird video, like, at night, <laughs> like, under that statue with the weird dance thing or whatever, that they, they do weird shit there at certain degrees. Yes. Yeah. I honestly think that all of the weird stuff that they do with, like, the Shiva statue and, like, the pictures of them and, like, doing witchcraft or something... Those photos are real, but I think that's just an epic troll by all the scientists there. They are like, we've got all these weirdos that think we're ending the world. How about we throw them a bone and then sit back and have a laugh? That's if, what I think is the most okay. likely. If that's a troll, then those scientists are the coolest scientists I've ever. But like, did the scientists like who decided to put the Shiva statue there and why? Okay. In the initial, I mean, a because lot of the scientists Shiva are Indian. Uh, I in. Geneva, yeah, all over the world. I would think. It was, well, they're, they, uh, they, it was Oppenheimer's nephew. Okay, I'm just saying the symbolism <laughs> of Shiva, like himself or whatever, is is interesting to get into with that. But Akami, <laughs> Zane, I got you covered, man. I got you covered. No, I'm, yeah. I'm much too autistic for that. <laughs> I've I've never had marijuana. It's what you need. It's all what you right. need. No, don't do it. I'm kidding. <laughs> I just found that to be super interesting. I'd never heard uh, it was the Hadron Collider that that. You never heard the the theory of that. The... No, that caused a pair like us to go into a. See, this universe. is where I need you guys to ground me a little because, like, I'm so deep into these things that I forget that there are people that haven't considered that that's oh, a dude, possibility. I, no, I'm, I'm dude, going the down the man... hole too. Oh, no, okay, I'm, all right. So me and Steven, yeah. You know, <laughs> the whole Mandela physics... effect, though, is wild. Particle like... physics gives me a hadron. <laughs> The, I mean, the uh, man, dude, the, the Mandela <laughs> got stuff me. is wild because I told like Nikki never heard of it. My wife never heard of the, the Mandela effect. And what like I told her, was there a cornucopia with with Fruit of the Loom? And she was like, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No freaking cornucopia. That's where I learned what a cornucopia was like. Yeah. Like, but I remember distinctly. Yeah. There being one. Yeah. When I was growing up. Me too. I thought there was a weird brown witch hat in my underwear. I Thank didn't you. understand what it was as a kid. You know, like I didn't. So know So why it was. does the cornucopia logo exist if they never used it? So this is where it becomes like a. This is the point 
of a potential split in reality into two where where there's the decision to put it in the logo and not and there like, we go we, so there's, if you were born yeah. at a certain time you got these vaccine ingredients right. and if you're born after this time <laughs> You got the other yeah. So I I'm looking at the fruit of the loom logo now. I don't know Zach if you'd be able to pull it up, but my 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 you know fed the theory about why it's not a parallel universe is that right in the middle there's a apple that's kind of dark red. If you were just kind of glancing at the logo, I could definitely. See you could mistake that shape and general color for a cornucopia, especially no. when just no. in Thank general, you, you often Thank you, you often see <laughs> you, you often see fruits presented with a cornucopia. This is the classic argument. Arrangement. Yes, I understand. Snopes has it, but also Boom. says it was never there. See, but that is the what, logo that we remember. That's what I remember. There that you go. So exactly what, what I Snopes, you talking about the crazy cat lady? What? Snopes is not a reliable source. Snopes, Snopes, Snopes is literally a dude on their and website in order to catch people that plagiarizes them. A dude and his wife and like Snopes, 12 cats. Snopes has legitimately claimed that Mr. Ed was a zebra. Yeah. I don't know Mr. Ed. So but Snopes, Snopes was a dude, his wife, and like 12 cats in a loft apartment in New York City. <laughs> and he cheated on her multiple times and they got divorced with the now cats it's now it's just her it's just this single divorced angry crazy cat lady in her loft apartment that is snopes mr ed was a zebra <laughs> what 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 wow it used to be the case know. that snopes fact checked this claim and said that it was true in order to catch people that were plagiarizing <clears throat> their articles oh that's funny Perfect. Interesting. All right. Well, we're going to move on to the uh, to just the funny things at the end of the show. I've got five <laughs> things for us um, because we got to end uh, smiling the... and giving Zane something to smile about rather than be annoyed. Is it good? I've been, funny before, I've been before smiling this whole time. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you something funny. So at the beginning of the week, it's all doom and gloom. If you re if you read the financial news, oh the death cross. Oh, we've entered the death cross, guys. Oh, so it's it's the 50 day moving average and the 200 day moving average have crossed each other. So the 50 day has dipped below the 200. Right. And so now, you know, the, the Dow Jones is supposed to lose 12 percent in the next you know two months, but it's still going up. Technical so, analysis is a bunch of baloney. It's literally sorcery. I hate it. Doji Campbell. If, any, if anybody <laughs> starts talking to you about out. moving averages in the context of stocks, stop yeah. listening to them immediately. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. All right. Well, this first one, we've got an interviewer interviewing a deer in the wild. Um, he's a uh, uh, deer saying, I think we have a pretty good chance this season. The average hunter is getting older and millennials think meat comes from stores. <laughs> I, just, I found that to be like hilarious. That. Um, all right, up next, here we go. Oh, yeah, come on. Risen gates won't open. Whatever parent put that song to that clip is a genius. That was Love so it. good.
Um, okay, so this was uh, the first line of this is depressing, but the rest of it's awesome. Um, I think a guy should spend on an engagement ring. I'd say at least like 100K. Yeah. Jesus. Or you could buy an MRAP for $63,000. <laughs> if you're not interested in MRAP, you could get a Chieftain main battle tank for 75K. <laughs> I'd say that's a pretty worthwhile investment. Or if you really feel like splurging, you could get the Leopard 1 main battle tank from Germany, <laughs> which would cost you $225,000. But if you're going to spend that on a ring, you might as well spend that on a tank. <laughs> You can do a lot more with a tank than you can with a ring. <laughs> also, yes, for those of you that are asking and that are curious, who can own a tank? Yeah, you can own a tank. Um, yeah, yeah, dude, I've seen so many videos where people go around and interview and ask chicks how much yeah. you should spend on an engagement. The, the numbers that these chicks are throwing out are freaking The bigger question than who can own idiotic. a tank is who spends a hundred grand on a ring? Like that's so dumb. Do not spend a hundred thousand dollars on a ring unless you're a billionaire. What was it? Two paychecks was what I was told. Uh, I heard three months salary. You should pull three a Ron Swanson. Salary. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. I I spent uh, I think like three days salary. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Did you smelt it down a, a sconce like Ron Swanson and? Mm, sadly, no. That yeah. would be great. Though. People that buy things are suckers. <laughs> Exactly. Here we go. Here's second to last one. Oh. You should get a light that you get to use five to ten times a year. A year. Uh, it counts car. how many times you use it, you know. And then, like once you use it ten times, it, it won't turn on anymore. It is an emergency light, and it's yeah. for diarrhea. And it's when you're stuck in traffic and you're about to <laughs> shit your pants. You throw it on the hood. You flip the light, and everyone has to honor that you're about to shit your pants and you need to get to the toilet. I, I also think yes. the car horn, you should only get X number of uses per year on how many times oh, you man. can honk your horn. Don't you think? This guy's on fire. This guy's on fire. I think he, you should... He lost me at the horn. This guy's on fire. He had me at the diarrhea alarm, for real. Oh, and then my favorite thing, I think this restaurant is in North Georgia. Here we go. Restaurant is currently under fire for a new rule they implemented. Tacoa Riverside Restaurant in Georgia is adding 50 bucks to the bills of families who have loud and unruly children. And let me be the first to say thank you. I think every uh, restaurant needs this policy because it is absolutely necessary. Sure, most families and their kids are well behaved and they won't even have to worry about this rule. But you and I both know there are some parents who are careless and brain dead and they will let their kids cause a mess and ruin everyone's dining experience. I worked as a server for many years and I hated it when an idiot parent wouldn't take control of their loud kids and leave horrible messes for me to clean up afterwards. Which go. is why Tacoa Restaurant is the hero we need. So parents know <laughs> there is a fee for disrupting the peace. If you don't have the balls to discipline your kids properly and get their behavior in check, either stay at home or don't have kids or pay the 50 bucks, you dickhead. <laughs> I like it. I love it. There's also a spoof article that said uh, it is now legal to trip kids running around a restaurant. <laughs> hey, have, have you seen the uh, the Netflix movie Old Dads with Bill Burr? No, I've not seen it yet. No. Okay. Spoiler with alert. Bill Burr. Yeah, Bill Burr spoiler. directed it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's in it too. Yeah. And uh, there's there's one scene uh, where one of the kids is an absolute hellion, is chasing somebody around, like trying to like hit him with something. And he sticks his foot out and just trips him. And the other dad's like, dude. And he's like, it's a team sport. 
It'll be all right. <laughs> I love That's it. great. Bill Burr is so stinking funny, man. He's great. That. Yeah. Yeah. All right, y'all. Well, thank y'all so much for listening and watching to the sh- listening to and watching the show. My goodness gracious. Um, cheers to everybody. Thank y'all for uh, thank y'all for coming on the show. Love you guys. Um, yeah. Love you guys. Cheers. Uh, let's see. We got Free Georgia Podcast special episode coming out tomorrow at noon. We've got another Free Georgia Podcast with Tia Severino coming out on Monday night at 8 p.m. She's a journalist. She's awesome. She was at the Great Create this past summer. Um, And then we have Liberty Libations again next Thursday at 8 p.m. I'm going to be out of town or I'm not going to be podcasting for the entire (laughs) of December. Uh, Next Thursday, Thanksgiving. So we're probably not going to be doing Liberty Libations next Thursday. Um, don't tune in to Liberty Libations next Thursday. <laughs> no <laughs> one should. Yeah. Anyway, maybe we'll yeah. maybe we'll rerun an episode of something. And we I'll can do a very ride. short episode. I can give you guys like twenty minutes. We'll all just know. come on with a leg of turkey and a drink and just each say one joke and leave. Like that'll be it. Yeah, I'm a I'm a fan of this idea. So let's let's, let's <laughs> yeah, see if we can I, work I that out. I could probably swing that. Nice. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Y'all have a great week. We'll see you next time. Cheers.